Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up, guys? We are finally here, week one of the NFL season. We've got the first game of the year on Thursday night, Bucks Cowboys. I'm super excited about that. And I'm just ready to get into the weekly fantasy football content. And that means we got to start it off with my sit starts for each position. And in today's video, I'm going to be going through the running backs. So the way I kind of structure this video is I go through all 16 matchups. And then I just talk about whether or not I would feel comfortable starting each of the team's running backs. That way I get to talk about every single fantasy relevant running back and it just makes sure that this video can suit everyone. I'm gonna have timestamps on this video if you guys just wanna jump around to the players that you guys own, that'd be totally fine. But I also think it would be helpful and informative to hear about every single matchup and all the running backs because these are gonna be the players that you guys are gonna be targeting in trades. So you know, it would just be useful to have all the information but you guys can do whatever you want. But enough of me talking about the video, let's just get right into the content. And we're gonna start it off with the Thursday night game that I already mentioned. So Bucks, Cowboys. For me on this Buccaneers team, I have Ronald Jones as a start. And then I have Leonard Fournette and Giovanni Bernard as sits for this game. I do think that Ronald Jones is going to be the primary guy on the ground. I think Gio is gonna be the guy who's very involved in the receiving game. And I kind of feel like Leonard Fournette is going to be the odd man out. You know, I'm not going to go out and say I'm 100% comfortable starting Ronald Jones because I do think this is going to be a very touchdown dependent backfield just because it is very possible Rojo goes out. Maybe he has a rough first two series. Then they just ride Leonard Fournette for the rest of the game. They could totally take this hot hand approach. But if I was going to start someone from this backfield, it would be Ronald Jones. I do think they're going to be a high scoring offense. And so I'm just going to take the guy who I think is going to have the most volume on the ground. And then for the Cowboys, you just have to start Ezekiel Elliott, even though he may not have the highest upside this week, because he is going against that tough Buccaneers run defense and his top offensive lineman, Zach Martin, is out with COVID. So, you know, the situation around him isn't great, but he's still going to get fed the ball, and he is going to be the clear workhorse of this Cowboys offense, which I also think has a decent shot at scoring a lot of points in this game. And then I'm going to be sitting his handcuff, Tony Pollard. You know, I don't really think he's going to have much standalone value as long as Ezekiel Elliott is on the field. So that's it for that game. Now we're going to talk about the Jaguars at the Texans. And for me, there's only going to be one running back that I am starting in this game, and it's going to be James Robinson. This is a juicy, juicy matchup for the Jacksonville Jaguars running backs. And I think James Robinson is going to be the workhorse there. So he's the guy that I'm going to be plugging into my lineup. And then for this Texans team, I just don't feel comfortable throwing any of these guys in here. I basically think this backfield is going to be a very low upside committee. You're going to have Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay filling in on the first two downs. And then you're going to have David Johnson in there as the third down back. And that's just not a situation I want to be a part of, especially in my starting lineup. Then we've got the Washington football team hosting the Chargers. And there's just two pretty clear starts from this matchup. It's going to be the two workhorses, Austin Eckler and Antonio Gibson. Now I'm going to be sitting both of their backups. Justin Jackson, a pretty clear bench for me. And then J.D. McKissick, you know, you could make the argument that he would be a flex play in deep leagues. I'm just not someone who feels super confident starting these kind of pass catching backs in my lineup, just because you never know when they're going to be super involved. And I just think his volume is going to be way lower than it was last year, going from Alex Smith to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, you know, maybe, you know, if he gets a couple weeks going of some solid volume, then I may feel comfortable throwing McKissick into my lineup. 
but just not for week one. Next up, we've got the Seahawks visiting the Colts. And once again, two pretty clear starts in my mind. We've got Chris Carson from the Seahawks and then Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. I'm going to be sitting Carson's backup, Rashad Penny. Then I'm also going to be sitting Naheem Hines and Marlon Mack. You know, Naheem Hines basically falls into the same category as JD McKissick, you know, one of these pass catching backs. And last year he put together some great games, but it was like one game he would score four points. Then the next one he would go off for 20. Then you think, okay, maybe I could start him in my lineup. Then he's back down to like five points. It's just not a lot of consistency. And so it's not something that I want to bank on in my lineup. And then I'm also going to be sitting Marlon Mack. You know, he may be the number two guy on the ground there, but I think Jonathan Taylor is the pretty clear workhorse. So not a ton of value there. Now we've got the Jets traveling to Carolina and I'm going to be sitting this entire Jets backfield. You basically have this four-headed monster here with Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter, and LaMichael Pirine. This is going to be a full-on committee. Robert Sala has come out and talked about how this is 100% going to be a committee. So I don't really understand the people still holding on to the Michael Carter hype. You know, maybe throughout the season, he's able to carve out a role, but it is not going to be here in week one. And so on this low upside offense, there's no shot I'm going to be starting any of these guys. And then for the Panthers, pretty obvious, probably the most obvious start on this list. Christian McCaffrey's got to be in your lineup and Chuba Hubbard, you know, his handcuff is definitely going to be a sit here. Onto the Vikings Bengals game. It's going to be clear starts with Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon both workhorses of their offenses. And then I'm going to be sitting their handcuffs, Alexander Madison and Samaj P. Ryan. I mean, that really just shows you how little competition Joe Mixon has in that backfield. He's going to command an insane amount of carries and targets. So I'm very high on him this year. And then obviously Dalvin Cook, you know, what is there not to like about Dalvin Cook? Next up, we have the Cardinals visiting the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to be starting Chase Edmonds and sitting James Conner. This is a little bit of a tough call because I do think James Conner could definitely get some work in the red zone as kind of that bigger body back. But you know, the Cardinals have been pretty adamant that Chase Edmonds is going to be their guy. But week one, I'm just going to start the guy that the team is kind of pushing as the workhorse. If we do see James Conner kind of eating into those carries and the red zone work, then he's definitely a guy week two, week three that I'd feel comfortable starting, you know, in deeper leagues as a flex play. But as of right now, I'm just going to be starting Chase Edmonds, but Connor is definitely on the fringe there. And then for the Titans, Derrick Henry, obvious start. His handcuff, Makai Sargent, definitely on the bench, 100%. If Derrick Henry is healthy, he will always be the sole running back that you're going to be starting in this lineup, and you're going to be starting him every single week. There is no doubt about that. Now we're on to the Niners-Lions game, and this is a juicy, juicy matchup for this Niners backfield. Lions gave up an insane amount of points to the running back position last year. And then you've got the Niners team who just has a great rushing attack. And so this is just set up for Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon to both feast in this game. I think Mostert is going to be the RB1, at least to start the season. But I do think they're going to be in a pretty heavy split. But just because this 49ers attack is so efficient on the ground, I do think both of these guys could have big games and are both very, very startable this week. And then this Lions backfield gets a little tricky here. So I do have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams both listed as starts. But here's the thing. DeAndre Swift has been dealing with an injury all throughout training camp. 
we really don't know if he's going to be the starter for week one. So if reports come out that Swift is ready to go, you know, he's going to be 100% for the game, then he's going to be a clear start. You know, if reports are coming out that he's going to be splitting carries, he's going to be limited, you know, then we've definitely got to reconsider some things. And then for Jamal Williams, if Swift is out, he's going to be a clear start. You know, if they're splitting carries, then it's definitely something I'm going to have to reconsider. I'll be putting out my positional rankings on Thursday. So, you know, once we find out more, they'll be kind of differentiated on that list. But for now, that's what I've got. And then we have the Steelers traveling to Buffalo. And I only have one guy as a player that I feel confident starting in this whole game. And that is going to be Najee Harris. The Steelers are just going to be feeding him the ball. And he's probably going to be an auto start on a week to week basis. I'm going to be sitting his handcuff, Benny Snell. Like I mentioned, if Najee just has a monopoly over those touches, no one else in that backfield is going to have any value. And then I'm going to be sitting both of these Buffalo running backs, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. It does look like Moss is going to be the number one out of this backfield, but I just really don't know how much value that has. It seems like the Bills are totally content to just pass the ball an insane amount of times and really just disregard the run game. It works for them. They have great weapons around Josh Allen. Josh Allen is obviously an amazing quarterback. So I just don't feel comfortable throwing either of these guys into my lineup because I do kind of feel like they need to score a touchdown to put together you know, a fantasy relevant performance. Now we've got Eagles Falcons and I'm gonna be starting Miles Sanders from this Eagles team. You know, I'm not super high on him. I do think there's gonna be a decent amount of sharing in this backfield, but I do think he is the clear number one. And if you drafted him, he's probably going to be your RB2 or RB3. So he's going to be in your lineup. And then I'm going to be sitting his two other backfield mates, Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell. Like I mentioned, I do think they're going to be involved, just not to a level that's going to make them fantasy football relevant. And then for this Falcons team, I'm going to be starting Mike Davis. I think he is going to be the workhorse here. They did just bring in Wayne Gallman but I still think Mike Davis is going to be the number one. So I'm starting Davis and then I'm going to be sitting his new backup, Gallman. Next up, we have one of the best matchups of this entire week, the Browns traveling to Kansas City. And I'm going to be starting both of these Browns running backs. This is a very solid matchup for them. Kareem Hunt also is a pretty solid amount of value as the second running back. He's going to get his work. So I would also feel confident plugging him in as a flex this week. And then for the Chiefs, starting CEH. It looks like he is on track to play, so that is great news. And then I'm going to be sitting his handcuff, Darrell Williams. I really think this is the time for CEH to emerge as the true alpha out of this running back room and command the majority of the touches. Moving on to a battle of top-tier fantasy running backs, it's the Packers playing against the New Orleans Saints, and this is pretty obvious. We're starting Aaron Jones, we're starting Alvin Kamara, and we're going to be sitting their handcuffs A.J. Dillon, you know, he may get some work on the ground. I still don't think he has standalone value as long as Aaron Jones is in the lineup. And then for Kamara, we've got Latavius Murray and Tony Jones. We're not really sure who is the number two in that backfield, but I don't really think it matters because as long as Alvin Kamara is in the game, those are not going to be players that I want in my lineup. This next matchup is pretty interesting for the running back position. It's going to be the Broncos playing against the Giants. And I'm actually going to be sitting both of these Broncos backs. I've been pretty low on Javante Williams this entire offseason, and it's not going to change here. Here's the thing. I think the beginning of the season, this is going to be a hardcore split, probably 50-50, maybe 60-40 actually in favor of Melvin Gordon. And I just don't think this Broncos backfield has a ton of upside, even if there is a workhorse 
We saw Melvin Gordon be the clear RB1 last year. He only finished as a low-end RB2 in points per game, and this isn't really a great matchup for the running back position against the Giants. So, you know, I could understand maybe in deep leagues, they're your flex option. I mean, if you drafted Javante Williams this year at the ADP he was going at, you probably feel obligated to start him. So if you were kind of forced to start one of these guys this week, you know, it may not be the worst thing in the world. In my opinion, it is definitely not ideal and something I would try to avoid. You know, Javante Williams could have some value later in the season, but I just don't see any ceiling really for either of these players until weeks, weeks, weeks down the road when potentially Javante Williams breaks out as the RB1. But I don't think we're there yet. I think Gordon is still going to be the top guy. He is going to be the starter. So that's something I would like to avoid this week. And then here with the Giants, this is interesting because, you know, there was some controversy. Is Saquon Barkley going to be ready? It looks like he is going to be ready. He's expected to be cleared. But I also think he is going to be limited on his touches. But here's the thing. If you drafted Saquon Barkley, you basically have to be starting him in your lineup even if he's limited, because I mean, I don't know who you're having as your RB2 or three, but I mean, Saquon on maybe 15 touches is probably still better than your RB3 that you would be playing in front of him. So he's going to be in the lineup. And if Barkley is in the lineup, then his handcuff Devonte Booker is just not going to have any value this week. Now we've got a solid divisional matchup here between the Dolphins and the Patriots. On the Dolphin side, I'm going to be starting Miles Gaskin, and I'm going to be sitting their two backups, Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed. I'm someone who has been very high on Gaskin this entire offseason. I still believe he is going to be the number one there. I think Malcolm Brown and Salvin Ahmed are going to get their touches, but not enough to trust them in your starting lineup. And I think Gaskin is going to get enough work, especially in the receiving game, that you can rely on him to be your RB2 or a flex play. And then for the Patriots, this is kind of a similar situation where you have the starter, but you kind of have these backups that seemingly are rising, you know, on the depth chart. But I'm going to be starting Damian Harris here. I do think he is going to be getting the majority of the work on the ground, and his red zone upside is just so much higher now that Cam Newton is gone. You've got Mac Jones there. He's not going to be QB sneaking it, you know, from the five-yard line every time they get close. They're going to be going to Damian Harris then I'm going to be sitting James White and Ramondre Stevenson. Even though Ramondre Stevenson played very well in the preseason, I still think he is very firmly behind Damian Harris. And then James White kind of falls into the same category as those other pass catchers that I've talked about. Giovanni Bernard, JD McKissick, Naheem Hines, those guys. You know, if he can really develop some target volume week by week, then I may feel comfortable throwing him in as a flex but as of right now, it's just not something that I feel comfortable with. All right, here we are at the Sunday night football game, Bears versus Rams. On the Bears side, this is a clear David Montgomery start. He's going to be getting a ton of work this year, especially with Tariq Cohen still out. And then I'm going to be sitting his handcuff, Damian Williams. This is probably going to be a one-man show out of that backfield. And then for the Rams, this is a little bit interesting because there have been some rumblings that Sony Michelle could be very involved in this offense but we just haven't seen it yet. Darrell Henderson has been the guy that has been there for years, so he is going to be the start, and I feel pretty solid about it. Sony is going to be on the bench for me, but after week one, if he was pretty involved, then it's definitely something that I could consider, you know, maybe plugging Sony Michelle into my flex slot. Now let's move on to the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Ravens versus the Raiders, and this is going to be a clear start of Gus Edwards for me. You know, ever since J.K. Dobbins went down, Gus Edwards basically slots into that role. And this was actually a tough call for me here. 
sitting Tyson or Tyson Williams. Not really sure how you say it. You've got that apostrophe there. But like I said, you have Gus Edwards going into that J.K. Dobbins role. And basically now you have Williams going into that Gus Edwards role. So I think in favorable matchups, you could definitely be starting Williams. Right now at the time I'm recording this Monday night, they are the only two healthy running backs on that roster. So he definitely could have some value. You know, by the time you guys are seeing this, maybe they've gone out and signed someone. Who knows? But in very deep leagues, I could definitely see you starting Williams, just not in your normal like 10, 12, even 14 man leagues. And then for the Raiders, even though I'm very low on Josh Jacobs, I still think he's got to be a start for you probably on a week to week basis, you know, as an RB2 or an RB3. And then I'm going to be sitting Kenyon Drake. It's basically for a lot of these new guys on teams. I really just want to see, you know, how the team is utilizing them. How big of a role is Kenyon Drake going to have? We really just have to wait and see. And so I'm going to be waiting with him on my bench. Maybe, you know, he gets a lot of work in the receiving game, is getting some carries. He could work his way into some lineups, but we really just don't know until we watch him play week one. All right. So those are all 16 matchups this week, whether or not I'd be starting or sitting all of the running backs on these teams. You know, if you guys have specific start sit questions, let me know down below. I'm going to try to answer every single comment. Also, if you enjoyed the video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. That really helps me out a lot. And then I've also just started my Patreon. It's nothing crazy. I have a $1 tier and a $3 tier. So for the first tier, it'll just give you Discord access. That's where you can ask me like one-on-one -on -one questions, fantasy advice, start sits, trades, all of that stuff. The $3 tier, you're going to get my season-long rankings. So those will be updated every week for the rest of the season. And then you'll also get my weekly rankings, trade targets, trade pieces, waiver wire pickups, all of that stuff. So if you guys are interested, go check that out. It's the Fantasy Playmakers on Patreon. The link will be down below. But thank you guys for stopping by. That's all I've got today. Make sure you guys are checking out the rest of my videos. I'll be doing wide receiver start sits, quarterback, tight ends, then the rankings for all those positions the two days after that. But thank you guys, and I'll see you next time.